This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham, your host here this morning. I am joined by an Ask the Expert interview. My expert today is Edward Lissick. Edward is the expert in the world of computer and network support. So Edward, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, thank you. How about you, Michelle? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Edward is coming to us from Toronto, Canada today, but normally he's on the Vancouver side of the world, just like me. And uh, so we have that in common today. So we are West Coasters by heart. And Edward, let me tell you a little bit more about Edward, guys. So Edward's an independent computer and network support specialist. In other words, he's known as the computer doctor. So he helps businesses with increasing a productive, productive time and conducting performance analysis and improving bottom lines. He's been in this business for a very long time with over 20 years of experience applying his knowledge to the entrepreneurial marketplace. He brings a unique depth to the service he provides. So Edward's going to share a little bit more about his entrepreneurial journey, which I think you guys are really going to get a lot out of today. So if you're sitting at home thinking about starting your business, you want to incorporate podcasting in your business, and you're just not sure if entrepreneurship is right for you, Edward has been an entrepreneur for a very long time. And he's here to tell you and here to share with you today that entrepreneurship is a really great way to get your business going, have a business, and be able to to sustain it for a long period of time, even as a solopreneur. So Edward, take it away from us. Let us, uh, let us dive quickly first into a uh, computer doctor. What's a computer doctor? Well, a computer doctor is a uh, com- is a doctor and a specialist in very specific things. Like in the medical field, you'll have like a um, you'll have like a cancer specialist, or you'll have a podiatrist, which is a foot specialist. And then there are many different specialists. A computer doctor, meaning the same thing as a general practitioner doctor covers a lot of areas. So as a computer doctor, we cover a lot of areas of computers, um, all different parts of it, Uh, say Windows, even Mac operating system, Windows operating system, which really runs the whole show. And uh, when you're using your programs like Microsoft Office and your security protection, it's all run by Windows. And then also on the component level side, ensuring that the components are working properly, making diagnosis when the computer gets sick. It could uh, it could be overheating. The the fans could be uh, there could be warm air coming out of the fans. The computer could just be very sluggish. So it's I'm a general practitioner of every aspect of the computer. I love it. And that's a great uh, way of cleaning it so that the rest of us understand what it is that you do. So I love that you come up with that term, the, the computer doctor. 
So, you know, us entrepreneurs seem to be very hard on our computers by having many things open and going through the day. I know I'm terrible at, uh, I'm not very nice to my computer. Let's just put it that way. I have lots of windows open and I'm using a lot of bandwidth constantly. So do you have a couple of tips for us to help make sure that we're not really like killing our computers while we're going through our busy days? Yes. Well, what I do personally is that, first of all, I use my laptop computer a lot. And what I use on my laptop is um, I, even though there's a fan underneath inside the laptop, I use an external fan. It's Mm. about this long and it's about this high. And it has one or two large fans that go around like this. I put the back of the laptop on top of there. Mm. I plug it in with a USB connection, which is like a cable into my USB connector, and it keeps the bottom area of the computer cool. That's a really important thing to make sure it's kept cool. And then also to make sure that your computers are properly up to date with the latest version of Windows, especially, because if there's if it's not properly updated, there could be some challenges. Right. Like error messages. Um, and just to give you one example of a challenge, you know, when uh, one client of mine called me uh, in a bit of a mini panic uh, last week, actually, one of my longtime clients of over 20 years. And uh, my client mentioned to me, I keep getting this error message, please insert disk to continue. And it kept coming up every time, Mm -hmm. even though she was in Windows, Barbara. So what I did was that originally I was going to go there to her home office. as That's one of my uh, things. One of my trade lines is that I go there to people's home offices at various times. So apparently when my client turned off the computer and turned on the computer again, Michelle, Windows Update was continuing. So Windows Update wasn't properly finished. Mm -hmm. So once it finished properly, I, you know, I I asked my client over the phone, tell me everything you see on the screen. And then went in and then that error message was gone. So it could be a simple little thing like, letting the computer finish its update because right. I've noticed that a few of my clients don't wait for it to finish. We're not and, patient. Right? And, they, <laughs> and they run into issues. So it's really a super important, Michelle, and to everyone out there in the computer world and the universe mm-hmm. for that matter, is when your computer says to you, downloading and installing Windows Update, please let it run its course. It's really important. This way it finishes, it, it does what it needs to do, and then there's much less of a chance of running into jams afterwards. That makes a lot of sense. Now, Edward, if you were to look at my computer browsers at the moment, you would probably fall over dead because I have like 50 of them open right now. So what is the impact of having all those windows open at one time on the a capability of your computer uh, keeping up with uh, keeping up with you. The other thing too with computers, uh, 
you know, it, it, you know, if if I if I heard your question correctly, when it comes to computers, I've looked at many computers, uh, clients' computers. Some they are overly congested mm-hmm. on the outside externally as well as on the inside internally. Um, you know, the, the term of a hard disk drive is really a miniature electronic version size of a filing cabinet that's in your computer right. <laughs> where you have folders and then inside folders you've got pieces of paper. That can easily overload and stack up. When you mm-hmm. see in an office, there's all these <laughs> things stacked up. That's what can happen to a computer. So in my complimentary ebook, we talk about that. And we talk about that over time, files can be fragmented. In other words, you can have A, Z, Q, T, F, and then J. It's all out of sequences, out of order. And it's all over the place. So then uh, what we recommend in our ebook is to do a disk defragmentation or a defrag, which helps to reorganize everything into a sequential order, like A, B, C, D, E, and so on and so on. And it helps to clean up the mess that's inside the computer. And it helps to improve the performance. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. That's (laughs) one of the things. And on the surface of the computer, I've seen some computers where the dust was literally blocking the ventilation area. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, massive, I'll call them dust bunnies. They're really big. Mm -hmm. Even on notebook computers as well. And when the air, the air can't get out. Mm, So you have like a... uh, like a greenhouse effect inside the computer. So it's really important to keep those ventilation areas clear. Yeah. Because this way the fans will work better. Mm -hmm. It's not going to overheat on the inside because the processor can easily overheat if it's clogged up like that. Mm, Yeah, those are some great tips. Now you're talking a lot about Windows and PC. Do you work on Macs as well, or you focus on specifically PC computers? Well, for many years on the PC with Windows, with the many different versions mm-hmm. of Windows, last year we started working on Mac computers as well mm-hmm. for their notebooks and desktops. And so did- for a number of years, I've been working with clients' tablets and smartphones mm-hmm. for Android, the Apple iOS as well as Windows, because Windows has their Surface tablets and smartphones, too. So I've started, we started working on those in the last five, six, seven years. So now, do you need to do that same sort of defragmentation thing on a, a, a Mac computer as you do on a PC, or is that just a PC thing? Uh, no, the, it, things can get out of order on Macs as well. But Mac has built-in features that are a bit more advanced than a PC. Mm -hmm. So they have like self-repairing features. Mm -hmm. There's always more advancement in Macs, but it's Mm -hmm. still important to keep your Mac healthy as well. Mm -hmm. And even your smartphones and tablets, it's important to keep those healthy as well to ensure that not everything is overloaded. 
because I have another client who I've had for a couple of years, and uh, he has an iPad. Hmm. And and he had, I think he had one of the first iPads that came out, or one of the second ones, Mm -hmm. which only had 32 gigabyte of storage capacity in the filing cabinet. Oh, gosh, yes. And and then he had so many photos and videos in there. Mm -hmm. We tried to do an update to a a later version. They use iOS, Mm -hmm. uh, which is for Apple, and it wouldn't do it because there wasn't enough room in the filing cabinet. So I had my client clean out all the folders and pieces of paper of photographs in the filing cabinet, which is the storage drive, to make room. And even then, there were still a lot of different apps in there, which was preventing it from doing an update. So that can easily happen on tablets as well, whether it's an Android tablet, which runs Android. It could be Mm-hmm. Samsung tablets or smartphones or different kinds of models and makes, but a lot of them use Android. Um, the iOS is specifically proprietary to Apple, right. and things can get clogged up there as well. Do you recommend people use like uh, you know, cloud storage uh, over over storage on their computer just to keep the computer running more smoothly and efficiently? Yes, that is a very good thing to do. Um, What I do and what I suggest for my clients is um, when using Microsoft Office, um, there's always a subscription included to the OneDrive. Mm -hmm. And it's a a sync. So in my case, I have two desktop computers. I have a, a laptop and I have an iPad. So I need to have everything on the go. So the OneDrive is a great feature to use when you're on the go because you can just pull your information up as you need it. And then when you save it, it goes back into the OneDrive. There is something I would like to say, a comment. Um, The same sort of thing works with uh, Dropbox. Mm -hmm. It's a similar feature. But a lot of people get the misconception that it's a cloud backup, Mm. and it's not. It's strictly file sync and share, so you can get to your stuff wherever you are, but it's not actually a backup. So there's still another way to do a more secured backup. Yes, I found that out when my computer got a cup of coffee spilled on it. And it lost everything that was on the back on the on the desktop that hadn't been uploaded and synced to Dropbox. Ooh. So I was like, oh, bad, bad move. Yeah. So yeah, not a good move when you drink coffee close to your computer and exactly. you have small children around. <laughs> so well, learn my well, lesson there for sure. <laughs> well, definitely. Um, any kind of liquid, mm-hmm. water or coffee or tea. And computers, they just don't mix. They don't no. like each other. <laughs> no. It can actually short out the fuse inside, and then you're really up the creek with without a paddle or yeah. maybe a two-inch paddle or something like that. So right. the best and Apple Care does not cover it either. <laughs> no, a lot of a lot of companies don't. So the important thing is for the data, um, you have to think of it like data protection. Backup is like an insurance policy. 
We, we insure our cars if there's a problem. We insure our homes and our apartments. This is a way to insure your data mm. as well, just in case something happens. So I'll give you an example. I use a cloud backup, but I also use a local storage backup as well, like a little portable USB storage device. So a lot of my clients use just a portable local storage, mm -hmm. but a few of my clients use both, a combination of the two. Mm -hmm. And where the cloud backup storage is good, it takes a very long time to get your data restored because it has to be done over the internet. Whereas you have a local storage device, it's done a lot faster because mm. it's local. It's just connected. So, right, that makes uh, sense. so and then the, you're talking about like a, like a USB something that connects with a USB that's like an external drive. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it would be. So the, make sure I'm following. <laughs> the well, there's two different kinds. There's a stick which is like the size right. of a finger. Mm -hmm which I don't really recommend. No, they because break. Because there's not enough storage. <laughs> yeah. what, we rec what, what is really recommended is a storage device, which is maybe a little bit bigger than this iPhone. Right. It looks like it a backup a, battery or something too, right? Um, like we have one that looks, right. looks like a backup and, battery. And, well, it's a, it's, a, it's like Western Digital and Seagate are one of the two top brands. And then uh, it has a USB cable that goes into the back of the actual storage device. The other end goes into a USB port in your computer, desktop mm -hmm. or notebook. And then a lot of other people get the misconception that when you plug in it, it automatically starts. It doesn't. <laughs> you still have to set it up. So that's where we come in as a computer doctor. We help clients set it up. Awesome. I love it. Now, speaking about the computer doctor, were you always a computer doctor right from the beginning when you started your business? Or tell us a little bit about how you, when you started your business, I know you went through a very special training program. So share with us a little bit about that journey. Oh, certainly. Thank you. Uh, in 1994, mm -hmm. I wanted to be more independent and I wanted to work with the kind of people that I want to work with where we resonate with each other. And I wanted to really be creative and not have any limitations. And then I thought to myself, well, I want to do that. What kind of a name do I want to give my business? So we, at that time, we were approaching the computer age. And that's where I thought, that's it. Computer age service enterprises because we are approaching the age mm. of computers and we're still in the age of computers. 1994, yeah. I think that was like four years before I got a phone. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I was I was approaching high school. I was in high school, maybe going into college soon after that. Still had the big big computer on the table of the kitchen table that lost my homework every time I went to go save something. <laughs> oh Sorry, I just wanted to just that was reminding me where I was at the pre-computer oh, sure. age. <laughs> exactly. So then I uh, registered my business and then I saw um, a special program by HRDC Canada. It's a federal government program. Back then, it was called the Self-Employment Assistance Program. 
So I applied for it. I did a uh, draft of a business plan, which I presented to the uh, coordinator, and I was approved to take the course. And it was a one-year program. And for the first two and a half months, Michelle, we had intense training in a classroom setting at the York Business Opportunity Center in the Keelsdale area of uh, Northwest Toronto. And uh, we went through the process of preparing your business plan, putting all of the different areas together, not just an idea, but all the other components with it, like your cash flow projections, your analysis, um, also your marketing, how you're going to do your marketing, um, who your mentors are going to be. It's a whole lot more than just a basic course. And there were different speakers who came in, one about sales. There was another one about government regulations, another one about bookkeeping and taxation, and many others. But there was one in particular who I'll never forget. It's always stuck with me. And he's a sales uh, presenter, and his name is Eric. And this was back in the early 1995. And he did a a seminar for about an hour. And that hour has been so valuable ever since Mm -hmm. in my my 28 years. And what I learned, and I love to pass this on to other people, is sales is not about telling somebody you need this or you need that. It's about listening to what the client is saying. So asking questions and keep asking questions and listen carefully for the answers. And on a piece of paper, there would be a line going down the middle. And on the top of the left side, it would say, have present. And on the top of the right side, need future. So have present. Questions like, uh, in my line of business, um, what kind of a computer are you using? Um, How long have you had it for? Um, Has it been reliable? Uh, What kind of activities do you do on the computer? How are you finding doing those activities? And then, um, so just asking the questions. And then on the right side, getting onto the right side, then some of the questions I would ask is, um, other than doing what you're doing right now, are there other activities you want to be doing on your computer? Mm-hmm. And what what um, midterm, short to midterm, even long-term goals and objectives do you have on your computer? What else would you like to do? And if they're not really sure... Then I'll ask them. I'll ask them the questions. Would you like to be able to connect your smartphone and transfer your information? Would you like a way to back up your smartphone? Um, would you like to be able to do video conferencing? You know, to and would you like to be able to watch videos where it doesn't cut out? You know, these okay. are the sort of questions. Right, so you're doing and a then, needs analysis for them, right? Need, feel like exactly. you're figuring out what you're needing, what they're needing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, then I put all the information together, mm-hmm. and then I say that I'm going to design 
a tailor-made solution for you because each person's needs are different and unique. And then I ask them to please give me about a day or two, and I'm going to come back to you with a proposal. Mm. And then I come back to the client with a proposal based on our assessment and needs analysis. And some will say, you know, some will say, um, call me, you know, reach out to me again, say in three months. They're not quite ready. Others will say, I'm ready to do this. Mm-hmm. It really depends on how ready they are to implement these new things. So that's what I've been doing for a very long time, and I continue to do that in our one-hour uh, virtual discovery session. That's awesome. And I know you were sharing with me before we press record, you have a 65% close rate, which is awesome because what you're doing is you're matching their problems with uh, in your analysis there. And then you're able to present them with the solution. So I think that's fantastic. Now, mm-hmm. most businesses and entrepreneurs don't make it past year five. You're at year 28. Can you give us one or two tips of what, how, how you've been able to surpass that five year mark uh, by a few times over? <laughs> and for our uh, tips for our friends sitting at home listening in here that are thinking about starting their business. The biggest thing for me is uh, business-to-business networking, building relationships one step at a time. So, for instance, when I go to networking group meetings, um, when I exchanged business cards, uh, I I do a follow-up. Hmm. You know, about a couple of days later, I'll do a follow-up. Say, it was really nice to meet you at such and such an event. And then... Uh, ask them how their availability is for a one-on-one meeting. And then with a one-on-one meeting, I like to learn more about the kind of business the person is in Mm -hmm. and how they got started Mm -hmm. and um, what kind of challenges they may have in their business and who their ideal clients are Mm -hmm. and which type of area they want to target. And then I give them the same information. So it's exchanging information. And then we f- look for a common ground on how we can collaborate with each other. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that I've been learning in the last few years about collaboration is um, who I'm talking to may have a similar clients to who I'm looking to assist in service. And then the person at the other end is maybe looking for the type of clients that I have. Right. So I'll give you one example. I had a really good meeting a couple of days ago with um, an you know a, a business, and I'm trying to remember his name. I've got so many names uh, in my brain, but I have it in my notes and my files and everything. It was Mike. I met with Mike, and he's um, he's into wellness. So when I listen to the type of clients he's looking for, that's my clients because my clients could use that kind of help and service. Mm-hmm. And then I also connected Mike with uh, a person who I have been buying my uh, G3 juice through, which is New Skin, Marco. So I did an introduction. I listened to Mike saying that he wants to connect with 
naturopaths. I did an introduction to my naturopath doctor. So I love to connect people. Perfect. Even if it's not related to my business. Yes. They like to build those relationships and foundations, bonds and trust, and to connect who they want to be connected to, what type of area. And then I then say that if any of your clients need help, uh, we're here to help them out. And that's what I've been doing steadily. And I can still remember while I was in the self-employment assistance program, there was like a networking show one day. And there was a big, huge sign saying, connect us. And I met the founder, Donna Messer. I said, I got to join this. And they had so many different chapters throughout the greater Toronto area. Mm -hmm. And I went to every single chapter. And that's when I really started to do business-to-business networking. Right. And I really started to learn how to do things. I love it. Those relationships. And ever since, I've been networking with different organizations as well. And it's just building up that trust and business relationship. And that's really where the referrals come from. Yeah. As a business, my business is 100% referrals as well. And one thing that I find that just to share with our listeners is that if you're consistently showing up in the same place each week or each month to the same group of people and actually build a relationship with those people, that's when the referrals will actually come. And so, you know, thinking of it as like you're actually building a relationship with them. And actually, what we've kind of figured out with podcasting is podcasting is a way to do accelerated networking and and relationship building. So now we use our podcast as a tool, as a networking tool. So now we go out and interview all the people that we want to connect with and and make and collaborate with maybe who have the same audience as us or have the same um same kind of uh work that we do and then we can collaborate with each other. So using the tool of podcasting to do exactly what you just said asking all those questions in an interview, kind of like what we're doing today, is really a great way of networking as well. So thinking about your podcast in that way for our <clears> audience <throat> sitting at home, thinking about their podcast, how, what kind of podcasts you need to create so that you're constantly getting in front of the people that can become your collaborative partners or your referral partners or your um, or even your clients. So that's the kind of podcasting we do as well. Oh, yes, Absolutely. It's just knowing who your audience is, who do you want to connect to. Like in my case, my audience is small businesses and solopreneurs Mm -hmm. is my audience. Mm -hmm. And and it doesn't matter what kind of industry they're in or what kind of business they do. The fact that it's a small business or a solopreneur, that's my audience. Yeah, that's great. So Edward, it's been fabulous having you on today. And I know you have a couple of free gifts to to for our listeners so let's share with them what those are before we let you go today thank you so much well uh please go to my website which is www.computeragecerviceent.com i'm going to put it into the chat as well and as soon as you go into the website you're going to see um a screen, a little window saying our complimentary ebook. 
and then you just click, uh, you just put in your email address and your name, and you click download, and it'll come right to you. And it's an educational ebook on using your computer to its fullest uh, potential. And also, there's a lot of tips and tricks in there, too, and a lot of wealth of advice and information. The other one is uh, in the upper area where it says, Book the PC Doctor. Um, that will give you a link into my Calendly, where you can book a date and time at your convenience. You'll see everything there. I will get the information and confirmation. And I um, offer a one-hour complimentary virtual discovery session, consultation, assessment, and a performance evaluation of your computer. And in fact, I'm doing that for one of my prospective clients on Monday. And that's a $90 value complimentary. Awesome. Well, Amplify You Family, make sure you go check out Edward's author offers there and uh, take him up on him. He's obviously a wealth of knowledge not only about computers, but also about being an entrepreneur and solopreneur in your business. So we'll make sure we add those links into the show notes for those of you that are listening today. And uh, until next time, guys, go out there, have a fabulous day. Know that your voice counts. You need to step up and use your voice. Get out there in the world and amplify it to the world. See you again next week. Take care, guys. Thanks, Edward. Thank you very much. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.